feeling of the group of people that are interested in it is, um, I don't know, it's just kind of, it's warm and people are willing to help each other and, and it's all good. You know, it's, it's takes away a certain competitive edge from triathlon that just becomes overwhelming. And this is more inviting. Welcome to the Low Tide Boys, a swim run podcast. I'm Chip. And I'm Chris. And this is episode 128 of the show. We have a great show for everyone this week. Joining us in Studio G are Liza Dunham and Mike Shipke, a.k.a. Team Cali Coed. We first met Liza and Mike in Catalina 2020, back in the day, and just kept seeing them at the races. So we've been wanting to have a sit down with them for a while. And we're super stoked to share our conversation with them. It was, it was fantastic. Yes. Every race, they were there. Yeah. Hi. Nice to see you hey. again. Hi. Nice What's to up, see you guys? again. <laughs> Deja vu. Groundhog Day. Hello. Hello again. And they're awesome. They're what makes Swim Run fantastic. Yes. And you'll hear why. But first, Chipper. We have our training update. So mm. in just a mere five weeks away is Odyssey Swim Run Casco Bay. Really excited to get out to Portland, Maine for that one again on July 17th. We have our... We have some robust swim run practices coming up in the next few weekends as we're going to kind of try start to fine-tune our training and work on some transitions, swimming as straight as possible, and fueling as much as possible, et cetera, et cetera, and more. Yeah. Excited. Got a three-hour swim run, three-plus-hour swim three run and on a the half books. hour. On this. It's been increased. I mean, I think it'll, I mean, I, I guess I got to look at it again. I thought it was three and a half hours, but yeah, okay. anyway, three hours, three plus. hour plus <laughs> on that one. So, uh, looking forward to that and uh, don't forget as well, quick plug for Odyssey, uh, swim runs. If you haven't signed up for that, use the code low tide boys to save 15% off. In addition, we just dropped a bonus episode, the course preview for the long course for Casco Bay. So check that out. And if you're doing the short course, we got you covered too. Look for the episode Couch to Casco, and we have race previews, training guides, all sorts of things like that for you to join us in Casco Bay, and post-race happy hour will be coming, details forthcoming. Now, on to this week's shout-outs. Yeah, so this week we're shouting out our newest patron on Patreon, Lisa Decker. Lisa has been a supporter of us since the beginning. I mean, since we launched the meme account back in the day, I felt like she was popping up and thanking us and, and you know, encouraging us. So we're super stoked to finally get her meet her in person and at Swim Run Austin last year. And she even had a Low Tide Boys bumper sticker on her car, which I thought was pretty cool. We took a photo in front of it and stuff. <laughs> that um, was pretty funny. So Lisa, you're awesome. Thank you so much for the support. It really helps um, keep the lights on and all that. So kudos thank you lisa now for this week's feats of endurance so we haven't done the feats of endurance segment in a few weeks but there are several worthy winners that we wanted to highlight in no particular order a tip of the hat to justin young a fellow bay area uh swim runner he's training for the new Folsom swim run which newsflash the low tide boys are also participating in that one I mean, there's a swim run within, you know, within 100 two miles. Hour, yeah, 100 yeah, mile we're, drive. We're going to go. So we're there. So see you in Folsom, Justin, and anybody else, check out the Folsom swim run there in Northern California. Justin May did the swim run in Bellingham. So congrats on that, Justin. And then Scott Surmeyer, he did a 106-mile unbound gravel race in Kansas. Yeah. Nice job, That's Scott. A long time to be on gravel. That's a long time of just... Yeah. Long time for anything. Long time. It's a long time. <laughs> anyway, way to go, Scott, Justin, and Justin. Keep up the good work. Make sure to head over, over to Strava, search Low Tide Boys, and join the over 400 members in our Strava club to check out what everyone's doing. Give and receive kudos, compliments, and uh, I don't know, maybe even there's some critiques around there. Uh, who knows? But join the fun and join the community there. Now, I'm very excited. For this week in Swim Run. Over to the news desk, Chris. <laughs> Did you play the show music yet? Well, <laughs> hit the show music. Over to the news desk, Chris. <laughs> All right, welcome to the news desk since our last this week in swim run there's been a bunch of awesome races and even better stories 
Our favorite story, though, is the return of the super team of Fanny Kuhn and Desiree yes. Anderson at Attila Isles of Silly. True to form, they crushed the female division and finished third overall. So they won the female division and finished third overall. Nice. So it was awesome. I mean, when I saw those photos, I was oh, yes. so stoked. Fanny's been dealing with injuries. She moved out of Europe into Florida and stuff like that. So, um, you know, a lot going on there. So it's great to see her back doing swim runs and to reconnect with their old, you know, world champion championship buddy. Reign they, won, of they won two world championships in the women's division. So, yeah, so it's, it's so great to see her back out there. So that was awesome. One of our favorite events, EX Swim Runs Arc Super Sprint took place this past weekend, yes. and it was an epic day. Uh, Desiree, she gets mentioned a lot in this show, repeated as the women's champion, and Hugo Tormento, a.k.a. the 2022 Male Swim Runner of the Year, were the award to be given today, <laughs> was the men's champion. Uh, we plan on having EX race director Nicholas Roman back on the show to talk about this year's race because there was a lot more going on. They really evolved it from last year. so. Yeah. Really excited to share that conversation coming up. But looking forward, there are a couple of really cool events coming up this weekend that we wanted to highlight. Over in the UK, it's Keenest Mustard's Nene Park Swim Run Festival is taking place this weekend. And we can't wait to see all the photos. We love this race series and highly recommend that folks check out our interview with Nikki and Chelsea Bailey, the mother and daughter racing directing duo. Mm-hmm of Eskina's Mustard. So you want to know how they came up with a name like that and what they're up to and helping grow the sport in the UK? That's a good place to go. Also in the UK, the folks at We Swim Run are hosting their Tal E. Klin, I probably butchered that, swim run this Sunday. It's a solo sprint course of um, 10 kilometers in the Snowdonia National Park in Wales. That sounds, sounds like a pretty cool place to have nice. a race. This race is ideal for first-timers, and it's a great place to meet potentially a future race partner. The UK swim run season is popping off. It's popping. It's definitely, something's going on, and it's, and it's popping. And uh, we, we saw a post, Chipper, you told me about this, that on Facebook, um, race directors in the UK, you guys need to get on some sort up. of, yeah, you guys need to get on a text thread or something <laughs> so that you don't have all your races happening on the same weekend. Fire up a group chat or something. Group chat would be great. We can facilitate that if needed. Uh, we're all about having more races and more people participating yes. and they can't be in two places at once. Anyway, skipping over to France, the seventh edition of the Sermon Côte Vermeille is taking place over two days this weekend. This event offers five distances, including an Ottila Merit race distance of 63 kilometers which looks pretty stout to say the least. New for this year, they're offering a relay option for the 53km distance, which is pretty cool. And the first relay that we've seen, I'm not totally sure the mechanics of that because the site was in French. But uh, if someone can translate, let us know. It'd be awesome. My favorite distance, though, was the four-kilometer kids swim run, which is happening on Saturday. That, that, that sounds like a lot of fun. Awesome. So Anyway, that's it for this week. Feel free to reach out and let us know if there's anything that you'd like for us to mention on the show. Yes, on to updates. So, like we mentioned a little bit earlier, folks racing the Odyssey Swim Run Casco Bay in July, we're hosting our second annual post-race party at a brewery in, in downtown Portland somewhere. We'll share more details as we figure them out. But we hope to see you there, of course. Last yeah. year we had, let's just call it 30-some-odd folks. Got to share some beers, share race stories, mm-hmm. stickers, hugs, high fives, knuckles, whatever you need. That's great. It's, it's there. Uh, On other news from our partners, our friends at Precision Fuel and Hydration have released their new 30-gram caffeine gel. So their normal P30 gel that you love and admire, if you're anything like Chris and I, they have a caffeine version. Spoiler, delish. It's delicious. Best of all, it doesn't taste like science. They were kind enough to send us uh, a few of these things to try out before. And I've had some of the other caffeine gels out there. And there's a little, I was trying to describe it to Chris. It's like they crushed like, up like an aspirin pill and put it in there. It's like, it's, it's that like a tasty, chemical. It's, it's like a weird a, chemical like taste. Said, it just tastes like science to me. It just doesn't taste. But these, uh, these gel, gel 30s are delish. Same flavor and texture that you know and love. So yeah. check that out. And if you want a hookup, use the code LOWTIDE22 at checkout and you'll save 15% off your first order. So they have all sorts of new products that rolled out this year, and mm-hmm. we have many conversations with Precision Fuel and Hydration folks, including founder Andy Blow was on a few times. We have Abby Coleman. Lots of great stuff there. So be sure if you're looking for any direction, education, or guidance about how to fuel and hydrate for your swim runs, 
we got the resources for you. Yeah. And or they do. We can just link. Yeah, it to we're them. just the middlemen in yeah. this whole situation. <laughs> but we we give you a discount code at least. So low tide twenty two, you save fifteen percent off. Now, kick it on down to SoCal for Team Cali Coed. Yeah, it was really great to finally sit down with Liza and Mike for a proper chat. Um, we joke around a lot about folks needing to pass a vibe check when it comes to swim run. <laughs> yeah. And in our opinion, Team Cali Coed, uh, they just exude cool swim run vibes. Mm-hmm. Um, this conversation, we talked about their swim run journey. We gushed over Tower 26 and Jerry Rodriguez's uh, training methodologies. And of course, why swim run is the greatest. Liza and Mike really embody everything that is great about Swim Run, and we know that you will love this conversation as much as we did. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, we know we're going to see Cali co-ed at every other Swim Run this year. Yeah. We, I think we convinced him to sign up for Swim Run NC Yeah, we, well I think we got close. During the show. So we got close. <laughs> There's a bonus uh, conversion for us there. <laughs> but, without any further ado, again, headed down to SoCal. Team Cali Coed. Enjoy. All right. So, very happy to be sitting down with Mike Shipke and Lisa Dunham of Team Cali Coed from Southern California. Welcome to the show, Mike and Liza. Yeah, it's great to be here. Really appreciate the invite. Yeah, well, this is a conversation, I feel like, especially during COVID, there are very few swim runs, and whatever swim run we were at, we you kept guys were at. You. <laughs> we're like, hey, they, these guys are showing up to everything, they're super stoked on swim run, we should have it on the show, and I have this like running list of guests that I want to have on, um, that I check with Chipper, and it was just like, fine, I was like, let's just do it, let's make it happen, so here we are. So I guess the first question we usually ask is... Um, Kind of how did you find Swim Run? But I think first, let's start. How did you guys find each other and decide to, to take on the, these adventures together? Uh, okay. So uh, we've and feel free to interrupt at any point here. Um, <laughs> so um, a shameless plug for Tower 26, the, uh, the swim program. Yep. We, we, you know, spent a lot of time together swimming. In, in that program, and we know a lot of the same people with LA Tri and um, just on you know local bike rides. So we we're, you know, I don't, you know, we pass each other a lot, see each other a lot, and you know, one thing leads to another, and one conversation leads to another, and uh, that's kind of scratching the surface. How, you know. So who asked um who asked whom to uh do a swim run? Um, I think Mike had already done or was super interested in it, and you were I don't know I don't even remember how the conversation went, but in 2017, a group of us he conjured up a group of us to go to San Diego to Mission Bay where they were having like a yes. baby swim run. Mm-hmm, yeah, mm-hmm. So, California um, swim run. Andy Hewitt. Yeah. Joint. <laughs> Exactly. And so I don't know what exactly we were thinking, but or you had it on your radar for a while. I had gone there in 2017 with a former teammate because we had signed up for Casco Bay in 2017. So it was kind of like, okay, let's go down there, get a taste of what we're in for. And and it was great. And so, um, you know, I told these guys about it. And um, Liza and uh, a couple other friends of ours, let's go down and do it. And so we all banded together. We went down there um, in 2017 also um, to do the, the short course, just kind of put into everybody's heads what it's about and see if they would bite. And Liza was all in. She was like excited about it. I was all in for two reasons. One of them, because the first picture I took at the Mission Bay Swim Run was this huge bucket of ice full of beer. And the race had not even started. It was like at registration. So I was like, this is going to be fun. Like they have their priorities in order. So this is already off to a great start. Uh, so, So we basically did the same thing in 2018. We were doing Casco. So we signed up for California Swim Run. Um, did did in 2017 that it also start at like 2:38 in the, the afternoon race. kind of thing? <laughs> no, well, actually, the one you guys did was at the end of the day, right? Yeah, it was at like 4:30 yeah. something. Really weird time. It was very odd. Yeah. I've never had lunch before a race before. <laughs> it 
the ones we did, it was just that and nothing else. It wasn't part of an all day. Oh, uh, okay. Just early in the morning and then you're out, yeah. you know, later in the morning. Nice. I think my comment was that, um, uh, I was like, you would never see this at a triathlon, you, you know, thing of beer, like <laughs> before it ever started. So I was like, this is going to be awesome. And then, uh, two, um, we had done, um, like I was coming off of like uh, some ultra runs and, um, mountain bike racing and stuff like that. And I found myself in need of a hip replacement. And so this Kala, the, the little baby swim run was give me my last blowout before surgery. And I was like, you know what? I may never run again. So this is it. And I'm glad it's a good one. It's going to be super fun. And literally the whole time I was like, oh, this is so fun. I'd love to do it again, but it may never happen. So that was 2017. Um, and then he, and then Mike went off and did a bunch. So yeah, I went back to Casco in 2018 with a, another different partner. And then in 2019, Liza um, bounced back like a rock star from her hip surgery. And so she was, wow. you know, doing stuff. So, and she was running and riding and um, expressed interest in swim runs. So we talked about it and with a, a little nudging and a little more nudging and a little more nudging, um, we got a commitment. And so we signed up and um, uh, started training for the 2019 Casco uh, swim run. And um, as we approached it, though, because some injuries got in the way, we, you know, dropped down to the solo short course, each of us. So that's kind of what happened there. So, so you guys did it solo, but like hung out together kind of thing? Yeah. Yeah. And there were other people that we were training with that went there and they participated too. So there was a, like four of us. Yeah, I mean, we've been on, uh, just like you guys, um, always trying to get people to go. It'll be like summer camp, like who wouldn't want to go to Portland in the summer? Um, you know, there's boats and there's islands and there's beer and stuff like that. And so I think it was more about like, um, like, I think I got injured, but I was like, no, it's summer camp. I have to go. I don't want to be left out. So um, with the solo short course, like I could walk the whole thing and still sure. actually um, get to the finish line. I didn't want to hold anyone back, but you actually look, looked um, for teammates and you had a couple lined yeah. up, but they kept falling, falling apart. Nothing panned out. Yeah. So I just figured, uh, I'll just go solo short because a couple weeks following that, um, my first swim run partner and I signed up for a swim run in Norway. The one, um, it's called Swim to the End of the World. Not oh, the rock, yeah. but it's a different one. And um, it was a longer event than the uh, Casco. So it was like a 50K run and 9K of swimming. Stout. But, um, so the plan was to use Casco as a stepping stone going to, into that one. And then, um, so then 2020 comes along. You know, it's canceled because of COVID. So we ended up signing up for um, Kalina, Liza and I. Mm -hmm, so we're mm -hmm. still, still bound and determined to do one of these. Yeah. And, um, In your you backyard, know, too, more or less. More or less, yeah. So that's, I think, the first time we met you guys was at the first Catalina. Yeah, uh, first and only. <laughs> We had our Catalina fun adventure time camp that uh, you two were present at as well. And that was a great time. Uh, that was in um, March or when yeah. the race was supposed to take place this year. Right. Um, but how amazing was the Catalina course that, well, the one in 2020? Yeah. It was a killer. No? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Everyone's like, yeah, yeah. You're fortunate enough to have... Because proximity-wise, we, we went over there a couple times to train and just kind of check things out. And, um, you know, Liza knows the island really well because she's got some family history there. And uh, we we had a good preview of what we were getting into. So, yeah, and you guys, um, did you think you had a good day out there? Um, on race day? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, um, I think so. 
I mean, our whole, so when I say it, for me, I call the thing, this thing swim shuffle because there's not like my run isn't ever going to be competitive anymore or whatever. I can kind of get it done. So this is how, when we look at a race, we first look at the cutoffs and our whole goal is to be, I think five or 10 minutes ahead of each cutoff. And that's how it goes. And so um, I think for Catalina, obviously there were some, you know, long, you know, we had the big 10 K in the middle where you're climbing and all this other stuff. And we were like, well, if we can make this one cut off, then, you know, our next goal is the next cutoff. That was our whole thing. And we finished the race and we, this was our first actual like race together. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. So did we have a good day? We had a good day. But it was hard and it was cold. And um, yeah, we had, um, like, I remember uh, a friend of ours, Megan Melgar, gave us. Um, um, we know Megan. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, she was up there at the aid station um, at the top of the climb. She gave me um, surgical gloves that I wore, like, on most of the runs and wow. stuff. But. It is tough, but um, but the water is just so amazing mm. and so clear, and there's really nothing like it. And we were surprised that um, a few of the teams um, like didn't make it in DNF, but um, as long as we were ahead of that last cutoff, we knew we would be fine. I, I don't even know what place we came in. I mean, it was probably like, make you know. the cutoffs and finish. Yeah, so. that's that's our our two big goals: are cutoffs and finish. Um, and so we know going into these, like it's, we, and this is why we don't, we don't know a lot of people. Cause by the time we get to the finish line, a lot of people have already left. On the ferry. <laughs> but, you know, there's usually a couple of burgers left and some beer. So uh, we always have a good time. And then um, we do our best to uh, influence others to come with us, but it's kind of sometimes a hard sell, but yeah. We actually, I think, have two two new people in the area that are um, doing it, um, doing some of the races. So that's cool. So to, to keep the sort of shameless pitching for Tower 26, who we're both super fans of, and I, I, I think, I won't speak for Chipper on is this. Is Jerry going to send agree, us a swim cap? But I think Jerry is a genius. I think for his, <laughs> yeah. when it comes to swimming, like when he talks, every single time he talks, I'm like, wow, this guy is, this guy is amazing. Um, how do you think being part of Tower 26 prepared you definitely for those swims, but do you just mm-hmm. think his program just had you like, what, like, were you, uh, were you concerned about the swims or you're like, Hey, we're doing the Tower 26 program. It's going to be fine. I think, yeah, the swimming was, was a no brainer. His, his program, and he didn't know this at the time because swim run wasn't around when he first started it. But mm-hmm. I mean, all the elements for swim run are built into his program. You know, in the pool workouts, you do intervals fast and slow. Mm-hmm. You do sighting. You, you know, uh, you go to the beach workouts and you get used to swimming in the surf and the currents and, and the cold pool. water. And in the pool, you, he does a lot of deck ups oh, and yeah. things like that where you're de- you, you'll do a hundred or something, deck up, run around the bleachers, dive back in. So it's like you're getting out of the water and having to get upright and things mm-hmm. like that. So, um, yeah, I mean, and just having the consistency, I think, is uh, also there because it's just uh, he has so many workouts and now a lot more coaches. And then the ocean is always really consistent. And he has some coaches that work for him that are really good about getting people to the surf and things like that. So, um, I mean, I think the hardest part, though, in swim run is the temperature of the water. Mm-hmm. You know, we just get so cold. We're not particularly cold water lovers. <laughs> and so, you know, when it gets down to like below 60, yeah, it takes a while to kind of get our bones used to. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I hear you on that. I'm also, mm-hmm. uh, we're, we're intimately familiar with the diabolical nature of uh, deck up post uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. 100s, yeah. but diabolical, yes. Extremely helpful in preparing you. Yes. <laughs> also, yes. So, <laughs> I we bite the we bite the bullet on it every time uh, as we bang our shins as we're trying to get out on the mm-hmm. tenth on the tenth deck up off after that hundred or whatever. But um, it's right. It makes you a hardy swimmer. It really does. 
Yeah, and the next morning, you know, sure enough, you're like, oh, man, I'm even yeah. worse off than I normally am. Yeah. <laughs> but the, the cold water, I mean... So I guess the answer to question... Oh, go ahead. I was going to say, yeah, the, the Tower 26 swimming is really helpful. It's helped a ton. I, I think I love how Jerry puts open water swimming kind of at the forefront, even in the pool... He's always thinking about it, and there's always some sort of either drill or warm-up or a little technique thing that reinforces the technique that you're using in the open water. And just having that become basically second nature for you has you even more so prepared uh, for uh, any open water situation. And obviously, uh, Chris and I are so jealous that you two go to the actual Tower 26, the ocean I want to go open water one. That I'm, I'm so super need to jealous. find a way to be in LA like on a Wednesday or Tuesday whenever there. Absolutely. If you're ever down passing through Wednesday mornings, just hit us up. Yep. There yeah. were we've had three sessions so far, so this next week will be number four. Nice, nice. nice. That's awesome. I would, uh, you know, we're not trying to give away all Jerry's secrets here, but uh, what is a uh, what does the open water practice kind of entail during uh, during Wednesday mornings? Well, it's it, they have buoys out in the water. Okay. And um, they it's a coached workout. So it's like a master's workout in the open water. So, you know, we'll, we'll do like a warm-up loop um, usually, and then we'll come out of the water and huddle up, and then he'll have us do like maybe a box circuit once or twice as a warm-up also. And then that starts to break up people into groups based on their speed and their pace. Okay. And then – like we maybe we'll do another box where we're going out to the first buoy at race pace. Then we go from buoy one to two at moderate, and then you you put it to the floor coming in. And then maybe we'll do a recovery circuit, and then there's a lot of also um, drafting uh, drills, mm-hmm. like learning how to draft um, mm-hmm. off of people, and um, and like the swimming map, in a pack map. and stuff. Yeah. So in a pack um, and purposeful drills, but even just race pace, like into the surf out to the first buoy and the buoys are like 150 or 200 yards from the shore, depending upon the tide. Um, Even that alone, like that'll, it'll gas you, you know, just to get to the first buoy. And then, and the, and everyone's like going full on all the time. It's exhausting. Like you will eat double breakfast and um, sleep very well that night. So um, it's not uncommon to sometimes come out with a black eye or maybe <laughs> you know, an, yeah. an occasional hit to the head, but it's it's not intentional. It's just what sure, happens. Sure. Yeah, I mean, to- you know, that's that's Jerry's thing. I mean, he's he's trying to prepare triathletes for yeah. the demands of a triathlon, and that's definitely you, part of triathlons it. are in open water. Yeah, you know, yeah, and this I I love the the approach and the workout that you kind of described a little bit, and I I think sometimes people get in. I know when we first did open water swimming, even thinking back to our triathlon days, we're like, oh, we got to race next weekend, we got to put the wetsuit on, we got to get an aquatic park, and it's like, let's do an open water swim. What do you want to do? Oh, let's just like swim around for thirty minutes, and then that was our swim, and it's like (laughs) there's no real purpose for it. So is that? probably would have been more valuable to, to have a harder workout in the, in the pool again, rather than that open water one, but having some specific uh, pace adjustments and things like that is really great. Now, the real question is, have you guys rolled out there with full swim run kit with your paddles and buoy and everything oh, yeah. and showed everyone what's going on? People kind of look at us. And, <laughs> I love well, it. I, if I was spear fishing. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, I'm not, but you know, it's like, like, do okay. you see the spear? <clears throat> That's that's awesome. That's awesome. Yeah, I mean, I think uh, last thing we'll say on Jerry, and I think we've definitely seen it in our training, is like focusing on technique and tautness and alignment and all that stuff has made the biggest difference for us since basically right after Catalina, um, I was fully committed. I was like, this is great. I want to get faster. That was a weakness and just started working on it. And then, yeah, once we had Jerry on the show, he published his book. Um Signed up for, I think, like four months or something. Yeah, we did a good block of it. Had a huge, huge progression from his swim program. But um, let's transition off of Jerry and get back onto Swim Run. And I have sort of like the philosophical question for you guys. But like, so 
you're both super stoked on it. We've seen you at a bunch of races. We're always happy to see you. You're always happy to see us. So there's there's some simpatico there and like, hey, we, we know this is cool and this is kind of our thing. But can you tell us kind of what is it that you love about Swim Run and what keeps you wanting to come back and do more of them? You can answer first. Just, you know, straightforward question. <laughs> I want the team camaraderie, you know. Um, coming from triathlon, it's one-on-one, just all you, all about you. Uh, but uh, I love working in teams at work and in play. And so when this came around, I was just like, ah, you know, as long as you can find the right person, right personality, and it works, it's like the best thing in the world. You can rely on someone, you can trust them. So that's what's kind of kept me really motivated in it. And uh, then I like to see, you know, the whole, the, just kind of the general feeling of the group of people that are interested in it is, um, I don't know, it's just kind of, it's warm and people are willing to help each other. And, and, you know, I just, it's just, it's all good. You know, it's, it's takes away a certain competitive edge from triathlon mm-hmm. that just becomes overwhelming. And this is more inviting. Yeah, that's a great way to put it. Like, I was just thinking when you're describing, sorry, well, uh, you could, uh, it, I was going to say, it definitely feels like the triathlon, but the ed, like that hard edge is like totally rolled off about, oh, you know, if you rack your bike too close to someone in transition and they like start yelling at you, Freak it's like out. that, you know, that's not a thing in swim run. It's like, oh, can you uh, help me put my suit on and lube my neck up and braid my hair or whatever, like what happened on the Casco or uh Catalina Ferry. Yeah, I mean, I remember Chipper was doing this race one time, and I was like, a, I volunteered for some reason. I think partly to cheer you on, but also to just, just like, I don't know, volunteer. And it was like a loop course on the bike, and all these people were yelling at me to tell them what loop they're on. I'm like, I don't know what loop you're on, <laughs> you're supposed dude. Supposed to keep track of everybody. I'm like, have you gone 26 miles? <laughs> like, I don't know what to tell you, dude. It was, it was anyway. We wouldn't even talk about that, but um, but yeah. How about how about you, Liza? Like, what what, what do you what do you love about swim run? Yeah, I mean, a lot of the same things. Um, I definitely find it way more satisfying to cross the finish line with a teammate than by myself. And um, I've done a couple Ironmans where I crossed the finish line, and I was like, okay, wait, wait. I expected to like feel elation and find whatever and whatever, and I'd like never had that feeling of accomplishment. I was like, I just trained for nine months for that. Like I just never felt that sense of satisfaction, Mm -hmm. but uh, racing with a teammate, it's just way more fun. And um, like it's a shared experience. uh, So that part is um, awesome. The second part is just the places you get to go. I mean, think about Casco Bay and Orcas Island, all these places, like, I would never go to those places and swim from <laughs> island to island. I would never yeah. do these courses like uh, on my own on vacation. So being able to go to these uh, amazing places and really experience them, someone, you know, puts them together and we get to do it. It's way more um, like adventurous to me than doing a triathlon. Um, and then the third thing is you don't have to travel with your bike. Oh. Yeah. I mean, the buoy is a little bit of a, an issue, but it fits in a backpack really nicely. Mm-hmm. So there's that part. Um, and then I also like that there's a little bit of um, like navigation. Um, I had done some adventure races beforehand as well. Oh. There's a little bit more like, you know, you should know the course ahead of time. There's tides and um, just other environmental features and factors that you kind of have to think about, right? Um, Not as of a controlled experience. Um, So I find it more interesting and it it holds my attention more than doing like an Ironman. I love love that. It's very much like, I mean, we always say it, head on a swivel, heads up racing, because yeah. if you're not paying attention, who, who knows where you're going? <laughs> you look, what, like a, look what happened at Orcas last year. Yeah, yeah I mean, that's a great example. Oh, yeah. The second run, or what was it? Yeah, yeah, the second one. It's, yeah. Yeah. We, we ran that course the, the previous day, day, and we just, we were going up the hill, we crossed the road, took a quick right, and off we went. But on race day, we took a hard left and kept going, and I remember saying, hmm. 
they must maybe have they made a last minute change. change. Yeah, somebody did. It's yeah, so well, it was yeah, a, a lone did. vigilante who uh, yeah. saboteur. No. Did. Yeah, a, a lone saboteur. I think it's. A, yeah. But there, there have wow. been in communications. What I heard, the intel is like there. There was a sit down, <laughs> and there's a plan to avoid future saboteurs. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's so funny. A couple of weeks ago, I was visiting friends in Las Vegas, and I was swimming in their like community pool, and I had my. Um, swim run cap on and the guy in the lane next to me is like oh did you do you do swim run I was like yeah I, I, I do and he goes uh, which one did you do and I said orcas he goes oh my god we were there too were you in that pack of people that got off course <laughs> I mean what a small world like I that's mean that's hilarious. just like such a small I mean there's so few people that do swim run and yeah. I ended up in the lane next to like it was like Team Las Vegas or the Vegas Watermen or something like that. Oh. And we were all in that same Orcas pack that That's hilarious. <laughs> That's so great. Funny. That's great. I mean, you know, talk about sort of the community of Swimmer. And I think, uh, Mike, you were kind of alluding to it. It's like they're the vibe. It's like positive vibrations. You know, I was just at yeah. this reggae festival a couple of weeks ago in Monterey yeah. and it was just like just positive, you know, just positive all the time. And it's like the music positive, everyone's positive, just makes for a great environment. Um, now, the sport obviously is super niche, I think it's safe to say, and very small in the U.S. We're trying to help it grow, or you guys are trying to help it grow, trying to get people onto the sport. What do you think um, we need to kind of keep doing in order to highlight the sport for the awesomeness and funness that it is? but not really change the community feel. Well, I think you guys are doing a lot just with your podcast. It's like grown, it seems like it's, it's grown leaps and bounds and it's really, you know, through your uh, spreading of the word and drawing people in, it's just spread more and more and more. And I think that's infectious because, you know, we certainly try and talk about it to as many people as we can and we get, and I like Liza said earlier, it's hard to get people to jump in. And, um, mm-hmm. but, um, there's so few races as well. Yeah. You know, that's part of it. Um, like even for us, um, like we were trying to figure out what we can do this year, like in the U S like there's a ton of races. If you live in Europe, there's yeah. like, there's like three races this past every weekend. country, you know, you could just go mad, but there in the U S there just aren't that many, but, like I did for like LA Tri Club and um, we did with Michael from Otillo and Katie Godek um, did like an introduction presentation mm. uh, for swim run. We brought all the gear and we were, you know, we had like eight people, but of the eight people, two people are actually going to race. So it's a good conversion, right? It's <laughs> like that bad, you marketer. know. I know. Sorry, I can't help it. <laughs> Even out on training, um, weekends or training runs we usually go down to the marina and swim um swim there we've seen people just when we're running stop and say oh are you guys training for a swim run like allison allison yeah and so she um she's hooked she's already done a swim trek to croatia she was going to go to catalina and do solo so she's interested in uh going to the uh the hanging rock in north carolina later this year we'll see her there which are you guys going? Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's the last year that they're doing it, so it's kind of oh, like, oh, yeah, oh like that's a must. Oh, yeah. You better I mean, get in. Get yeah. on the horn with Herbert. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Wait, have you guys done that one already? No. 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 We're looking ahead. Yeah. <laughs> and what races? What races are you guys doing this year? I'm sorry. What races are you guys doing this year? Well, we were going to do Catalina, or uh, yeah, but it was canceled. <laughs> yeah. And um, Casco was, you know, Liza will be out of town. She's going to be with family. So I'm going to go still with a stand-in partner. So uh, I guess my favorite race. I just love that one. And Liza, you're you're cool with Mike partnering with other people and like tethering with other people and stuff. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's I just think it's awesome. Of course, I have a little bit of FOMO, but um, I've done Casco and also like to be honest with you, I mean, I tell Mike all the time, like I'm shocked that uh, he even wants to partner up with me because of my lack of like my shuffle is not fast, mm-hmm. and you know. 
I'm going to be there at every training and I'll keep going the distance, but it's definitely not fast. Um, so he's actually a really fast runner and a fast swimmer. And he, he, you know, if he teamed up with someone else, they could really do. uh, I know when you, when you said that, uh, Chipper, myself and Mike, we're all rolling our eyes. We all rolled our eyes at the same time. At the same time. So Um, if I could speak for Mike, he doesn't see it that way at all. I think he, he would say, and Mike, correct me if I'm wrong, your goals are aligned. You're there to have fun and have an adventure with someone that you care about. And that's what makes it a positive experience. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, also we have, I think part of our team that isn't represented is that we have the best Sherpa and volunteer as part of Kelly Coed, which is his wife, Christine. Um, I know you guys probably know her. She, everyone at Orcas, almost every racer at Orcas knew who Christine was by the end of the race. She was the one responsible for handing out the sweatshirts at the end. Oh, yeah. Oh, yes. Yeah, that was a tough job at Orcas. Yeah, no, but she was doing all kinds of registration stuff, and then she's volunteered, I think, at Casco. Yeah, she and, sinks herself into that, yeah. so it's it's good because it gives her keeps her busy, occupied, and, and and helps her feel part of the process. So, yeah, definitely. Yeah. And Orcas had a nice little kind of the first few legs were all in that general vicinity on the Rosa- Rosario Resort, right? Is that what mm-hmm. it's called? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. And uh, that was a really cool kind of spectator area. Uh, for people to hang out and get a lot of the action um, and similar kind of vibe to uh, the smaller local swim runs to take it a little bit way back about what can we kind of do to help the sport grow a little bit. I do think these uh, local kind of mom and pop type swim runs, if, if, and when they do pop up, um, we're doing one in Folsom, California, up here in Northern oh, California. Yeah. yeah. So that's in, that's actually the week after Casco Bay. It's a short little thing, you know, it probably, I don't even know how long. I think long. it's like the long course is seven miles total. Yeah, so, like I mean, it's a super approachable distance. We might but do a couple loops of it. Yeah, they will do two <laughs> loops or something, but, uh, you know, I think things like that to get people that are curious about it, you know, it's not as easy to put a swim run on as like, oh, we can do a little 10K trail run. Like, that's very easy and people understand that, but I, the more, even even at a small scale, the more kind of local small swim runs around or even just practice sessions like you had at your tri club. We had a, a few things lined up as well with the, a few of the San Francisco tri clubs up, up here, but, um, COVID, COVID. <laughs> you know how that goes. But, uh, yeah, I, I, th- those are good, good areas that it feels like to, to get in and, and kind of the, the local bit of it feels, feels key to me. I thought for sure that the um, San Diego Mission Bay, that whole crew would would like um, continue to put on events. Yeah, um, yeah. So that was a, a hard one, you know. To that was definitely a good introduction yeah. for people. Yeah, for sure. And yeah, I mean that was our first swim run. I mean, same thing yeah. like we said before. Same thing you guys did. It's like hey, it was in March and Casco was in October or September or something. So we just flew down for the day and. Chipper made me eat vegan food. Um, yeah. and we did a race and flew back home. It was it was it was super fun. It was super fun. Yeah, I mean, I think definitely need to have more sort of grassroots events to have people sort of ex- kind of dip their toe in it, for lack of a better expression. And, and I specifically remember at the Cal- that California swim run, and we've talked to many teams and many people who do swim run, and we get the same answer almost every time. But during the race, at some point, we were just like, this is so cool. Like, this is so much fun. And we hadn't even finished the race. We had done a couple legs and we're like, oh, this is, how do we not know about it? It was like, this is the coolest thing ever. We should keep doing more. And that's why we we sort of joke about it. Like, our job is just to get people to sign up and just start your first race because our job's done after that. Like, it sells itself sort of thing. Um, But, but yeah, that's... uh, Similar, similar thing. We'll, uh, we'll uh, email Andy, see maybe if he can. Yeah. He's I mean, not busy. I think, you, yeah, we should definitely have more races in California for sure. I mean, this is one of the hotbeds of triathletes. It's like a perfect, uh, you know, ground zero for people that are swimming and running all the time, at least in the U.S. Yeah. At Catalina, though, we had a lot of new people. Mm-hmm. Didn't we? Like there were mm-hmm. a lot of new total, and they were coming from all over. Well, we had friends of ours, Mark and Kathleen, was their first swim run. But I mean, at Catalina, our little camp. Oh, 
Oh, oh, it's oh yeah. yeah. There were yeah. so many yeah. people. Yeah. Chris, that was true. You were in uh, LA doing the marathon. I know. I know. I was across major the FOMO, major FOMO. Yeah. Was there a bunch it was of like, babies? Yeah. Like Lindsay from Virginia and then the twins. Uh, yep. From yeah, up here. here. Yeah. The Coast Guard twins. And they've all been doing races. Yeah. Yeah, uh, Fatima just went up to Bellingham to do to do that race, which is pretty awesome of her. She's she's definitely she's uh she's got the, the bug. For yeah, sure. she's drank the Kool Aid. Now, um, yeah, I know we're talking about needing more races in the U.S., but there's plenty in Europe. Are you guys? Is there any race on your list that you're like, hmm? Uh, in Europe, yeah. Oh boy, there's probably a dozen. I mean. Like, how do you uh, pick? Hear in- that. <laughs> Your favorite child. Go. <laughs> I would love to go back and do the one in Norway, but mm. we unfortunately did not finish that one. You know, That's a good story. We got about halfway story. through. Um, and you guys are training for uh, Uto, right? Uh, the, sort uh, of. The world championship. Yeah. yeah, so. yeah. And so we'll Uto's be on Uto there. at some point. At the end, how do you guys feel about jellyfish? I have a no no real experience, but I okay. do know if you get stung by one, then Chris has to pee on me. That's uh, I don't think that's jellyfish. That's in not jellyfish. Norway, I mean, I'll... there were jellyfish in the water. We had no idea, no clue about it at all, and everybody told us, "Oh yeah, they're they're not life threatening, uh, but they will sting." And so uh, they're called those particular ones were the lion mane uh, jellyfish, and I'm not certain. But check your sources to see if they're in the waters in uh, in Sweden. Yeah, and we'll, we'll so, check. I, I know there are jellyfish. What's uh, the we've heard that from a couple it, folks. Um, stay covered up. Keep your arms covered up. Keep your legs covered up. Like you wear, I don't know if you wear arm sleeves or not, but I did. My partner didn't, and he was leading most of the swim, so he got hit all morning, and it, you know, it got to be. Uh, too much for his body to handle and so he was oh. suffering big time so we had to make a call unfortunately noted, noted. he was okay but i mean repeatedly swim after swim after swim you get hit with the jellyfish and it's uh it it takes its toll but I can imagine he tells us oh they're not life-threatening but it'll hurt <laughs> so you know in my mind all i could think about is i'm just gonna get one right in the face <laughs> oh my god and it's like you don't really see them until you're right on top of them, and you can't get flat enough in the water. Right. You try, and the there's never place. just one. Oh no, they're all over the place. <laughs> Do they travel in goggles? The, wow. I don't know if that's the technical. The technical. We'll have to look school? that up. Is it a school of jellyfish? Uh, check into that just that. just cool. to be sure. You know. Yeah, we will. We will. Uh, anyway. Sorry, I good to know. No, I mean, hey, that's noted. that's a pro tip right there. Um, yeah, I mean, there's so many races in Europe. Like, we would love to do like sort of a south of France kind of thing, some Spain stuff, Portugal, mm-hmm. the races that Bruno's putting on at Swim Report. They all look just amazing. I mean, every race looks pretty spectacular. That swim run man in France, mm-hmm. yeah, Lafrey, yeah, yeah. There's, there's just there's a lot. One. My made my ears go up. It was uh, in Georgian Bay by um, is it Breca? Breca Swim Run. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it was Swim Run Canada, and it was in Georgian Bay, but it's it hasn't been put back on the calendar since no, COVID. Bre- yeah, yeah, unfortunately, Breca is... had to like cancel everything for this year. Uh, um, so that hopefully they're able to to kind of rebound. But yeah, they've I think they had a, a, a cut. COVID didn't, didn't treat them very, very kindly. Yeah. Um, I think the only race that survived is Jersey um, yeah. in the UK somewhere because that one, someone else was just like, oh, that race is too cool not to not to do. So someone else took it over. Yeah. You've been to Georgia Bay. You know. Yeah, yeah. The water is cold. Whew. Cold. Up in Canada. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Swim Run is cold business. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It can be. Mike's not interested. <laughs> no, I would go. We would just get out, you know, into the ocean, you know, in the depths of winter and just get used to it, which is what we did for Catalina. We'd go out and, you know, in the mornings and just, just frigid, cold, yeah. just to get used to it. And, you know, it does have its purpose. 
Oh, for sure. You can definitely acclimate to at least like that initial feeling of, I mean, when we really started training hard, um, we would joke that whenever we did our swarm practice, you know, it would take us like, you know, five, 10 minutes to get ready and it would take Chipper like 12 minutes to kind of get the courage to get in the water. Because <laughs> it was just that first time, man. It's, it's tough. But then we just, maybe we, I'm trying to soften this on myself. <laughs> I just internally was like, just charge in. So then every every start, just boom, hit it full gas going in. It's not. It's cold either way. Take my time or charge in. Just get in, get on with it. And uh, yeah, it's cold business. So <laughs> and that's the business we're in right now. I think that's why I took the term target and made it puppy. Because it would take me a while to get used to it. But. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, luckily, there's more and more sort of thermal. Yeah. undershirts and different uh, keep you more warm type gear coming out from, from the swim run comp- uh, uh, equipment companies. Um, so they, they've recognized this issue as well. <laughs> so it's a known problem. It's a known problem, <laughs> especially after uh, the U- Uto race was frigid. I think they were saying seven degrees. Yeah. Water C. was like 50, 49, 50. That's like 48 or 49 degrees. <laughs> yeah, it's uh stings. Yeah, that's it's like ice cream headache oh, cold. That's tough. Oof. Yeah, that is tough. Hopefully, we'll never have to experience that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. How are you guys feeling about your training? Like, how's it going? Yeah, I mean, it's uh, we're we're in we're in it. Yeah, right now. I mean, we're definitely in it. So we're less than three months away from uh, Atala the swim run world championship and uh yeah it's it's just ramping big days big weeks we got a we're 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 getting back in uh doing a swim run next week a big three plus hour one so excited about that um yeah yeah. sprinkling in some sort of longer runs before after our swims and things like that so yeah we're I mean, I think I think we're both feeling good about it. I mean, our mantra kind of going in is like, hey, let's prepare for this thing like our life depends on it so that when we're there, we can just have as much fun as possible and not have it be kind of like you guys, like when I asked, you know, how are the swims? Tower 26 had you prepared for the swims. We want to be prepared for the race and show up at the start line like we deserve to be there, on, up, 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 you know, ostensibly. Yeah. And then just just enjoy it. I mean, we've said this on the show before. It's like we think about swimming all the time. We're talking about it all the time. like. This is the original race, right? This is like, and if you think about it, this is like doing Kona, like in the early 80s, right? (laughs) Like the sport has been around just for a little bit. This is the OG race. Um, You know, we get to do the same course that where the sport was born. I mean, it's just going to be super fun. I mean, there's the only thing that's going to make it not fun is someone breaking a foot or a face or something. So that's, again, we're just trying to be super prepared, have our gear lined up, have a best plan possible. So then when we get there, we can just be in Disneyland and uh, hopefully that's where we are right now. And hopefully we'll get to race day healthy and, mm-hmm. and yeah, I mean, it's going to be so cool. Do they it's going to be whip? so cool. There's okay. Dole, do they have Dole Whip. There's Dole Whip at Disneyland. Is there Dole Whip on, in Sweden? I don't know. Probably have some. Dole Whip yeah. Is. I don't, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so, so we're, we're super stoked. And I think so far training is going really well. Like no, no niggles or no, um, you know, no one's gotten COVID as far as we yeah, know. We feel we have proper guidance. Yeah, we definitely. Yeah, just, working uh, with a coach has really helped. And, um, and I think that has us kind of like just surrendering to the process. Our coach has done a, a, a bunch of times as well. So it's like we kind of know what's, um, you know, I feel like we're getting properly prepared for, for the journey, which I think um, it's actually kind of a relief. I mean, the swims are always super hard. Yeah. It's like these swims are just like, holy crap, you know, but it's like, it's hard, but it's just an opportunity, another opportunity for just express a little bit of courage and just get in the water and do it. And just, yeah, you know, 5,000 yards on a Thursday, 630 in the morning. Why not? Let's go. So, so in that respect, it's been, it's been, it's been a, it's been a cool journey to be honest. Well, it sounds like you guys are just lace up the shoes, step on the court and go. Honestly, that's what we're trying to do. <laughs> honestly, if, if that race was like next week, I'd be like, you know, let's do it. Cause there's like, there's so much I anticipation point, to do it. 
Yeah, at some point it'll be like, could we just get this thing over with? Yeah. Could we get started already? <laughs> I, I remember specifically that feeling around my my first Ironman or my only Ironman that I did. But it's like a week before I'm like, could I just start it already and just get on with it? Because it's built up so like, let's just go. <laughs> let's just right, go. Right, right, right. So. so we've never had a coach or a training plan. I I think that would be kind of fun. Uh, a fun like look at a training plan maybe one time. A, a real training plan. <laughs> what you're supposed to do. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, you'd be surprised that actually it's very similar to like a triathlon training plan, except, yeah. you know, some of those super long bikes are instead like swimming practices type of stuff. And, um, you know, instead of bike, they'll have some strength and things like that and just stuff that's more specific for a little more sort of the demand. Yeah. And I think with swim run, because every course is different, um, our sort of our training changes. So last yes. year for Casco, a lot of our stuff was trail runs were on flat stuff and obviously for orcas it was like okay the hills yeah you know lots of hills yeah that's that's a good call out so based based on what what race we have coming up uh i think orcas is a good example instead of doing like this time because the world champs is relatively and casco is relatively flat we have more sort of track and speed sessions around track and half marathon 10k pace but for orcas, we were doing more hill repeats where we would have really strong surges up and then do an, a, long, a longer, you know, um, do like six hill repeats, 45 seconds up at whatever, and then like a 10 or 15 minute tempo run off of that and then do another round of that. So the training is very much specific to the course, which is part of the beauty of swim run is that you can't just blanket the training for whatever because the courses are so wildly different um similar to to lake james we had definitely some some runs and some swimming practices that had bigger run chunks in them to kind of simulate that eight plus mile run uh through some random thing in North carolina <laughs> which is pretty cool too yeah but, uh, that race is awesome if you guys haven't done that one lake james is Super fun. A lot of running though, Liza. So Yeah, I know. I know. That's uh make the cutoffs and finish. Yeah, 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 yeah. There you go. Yeah, I mean, but if you if you like transitions, lots of transitions, Lake James was great. Because it was just like swim this little island, like bushwhack over it, get in the water, swim a hundred yards, stuff like that. It was was super, super fun. Yeah, I think our training was just we would look at we had the course and we'd be like okay today let's do the first third and so we would do you know a a two mile run and then like a 500 yard swim and then 1.2 mile run and then whatever the next swim was on the course that was our training we would duplicate the course yeah yeah you know like it's a pretty safe pretty safe way to do it i mean not it's not bad yeah, I mean, we'll we'll probably end up doing that for World Champs, just like split it up over a couple of days or something and just do like the first half and then second half or something. So, yeah, I mean, I think that's anyone out there listening who's like, hey, you're worried about the sprint, you know, solo casco course, just try to mimic it in practice. Even if it's only a pool, you know, swim the distance and then run out the back door and, you yeah, know, maybe it'll entice some people to be curious about what you're doing. Yeah. Well, yeah, there's yeah, so many questions. You get a lot of luck. Yeah, I mean, yeah. You know, <laughs> oh, yeah. Local pool, and you know, you you pay to go in, and you get a wristband, so you can go in and out all day. So we would just go in, swim, leave, go run, come back, swim again, and just keep going back and forth. But love it. Rules have changed now. Yeah, with COVID, yeah. there's there's none of that. Yeah. Shenanigans. Ah, it's true, and you're not supposed to run on the pool deck anyway. At least that's what they, they told me when they I was still, a kid. The lifeguards still yell at me. Yeah. <laughs> For sure. And I have to yell at my kids now. No running. Yeah. It's a rite of passage. <laughs> yeah, totally. Well, Mike and Liza, you know, we've had you on for almost an hour. We want to thank you so much for coming on. It's been great to chat with you guys proper. Next time, we hope to do it more extended in person um, at uh, the next time we find ourselves the same race, which, you know, I'm sure it'll happen sooner rather than later because you guys are all the races we're at. So uh, we'll send you our race schedule for uh, 2023 <laughs> so you can plan ahead. Yeah, yeah and uh, we'll definitely hit you up if we we somehow manage to find ourselves in Santa Monica on yeah. a Wednesday morning. 
Yeah. Uh, thank you so much for everything, but also like, I mean, kudos to you guys for getting on the, the world championship track and yeah, nice. we're super stoked for you guys and like, can't wait to hear about the post report. Yeah. That's going to be awesome. Yeah, we might be slurring our words yeah, if we do that one too too soon after the race or something. Yeah, we'll have to wait till the next morning, but that one we're actually going to have to record in Sweden. Oh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. like in our yeah, hotel yeah. room. Yeah, yeah with some Pika. Yeah. Yeah, we'll yeah. ask, we'll, we will have a question in there for that jellyfish. We definitely will. Sure. You'll probably say, oh, they're not life-threatening. <laughs> they just sting. It's okay. It hurts, but you won't die. Yeah, uh, okay. right. Uh, so. but yeah thanks <laughs> so, a lot for having us on and we're, it's it's like it's a great honor so. oh the honor's oh, ours okay honor's thanks. ours thank you guys so much we'll talk yeah. soon appreciate it all, all right you guys Happy thank change. you bye. Bye. bye bye well that's it for this week's episode thanks so much for listening to the show make sure to subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts and leave a review since that's the best way to help other people discover the show and the support of swim run Sign up for a newsletter at lowtideboys.com. That's boys with a Z. And check out our meme page at the Low Tide Boys on Instagram. If you have any suggestions for the show or questions for us, send us a DM or an email at lowtideboys at gmail.com. We'd like to thank Riding Easy Records for our show music and, of course, our wives for their support and tolerance of all our swim run activities, podcast, and other stuff. Yeah, other stuff. Other way stuff. To, way to keep it PG. Finally, you can support our efforts on Patreon. Until next time, get out there and go for a swim. Go for a run. Then another swim. Then another run. And then another swim. And then another run. And then just keep going. Until you're done. Until you're done. Or maybe can't stop. 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 <laughs>